It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 400 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Nineball. It is February 27, 2023, and this is Jen. And as you may have guessed, I have Nineball here with me today as a guest on Shattered Soulstone. How you doing, Nineball? Oh, hi. I'm doing quite well. Good. You know, good, good. Uh, what is it? It's a it's a Monday afternoon. I'm in my uh, pajamas because I have the day off. So oh, same. What, uh, <laughs> same. Right? Uh, yeah. what, it is the best type of Monday mm-hmm. if I had to choose one. Yeah, that works out good. I um I work from home. So I can wear whatever I want. That sounds amazing. I do, um, uh, I do like maintenance as well as IT and stuff like that. So I, my job precludes me from being able to work at home, unfortunately. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I know like a lot of people that will be listening to the show when it comes out on Saturday know who you are, but there's always people that are new to the show or are new to the Diablo games that don't know you. So if do you want to like explain a little bit about your interaction with those kinds of things? Yeah. Uh, so I've been uh, hosting uh, my own podcast, even though uh, last year uh, I just got married. Uh, and so the right. show has Congrats. been um, on a <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the show has been on a little bit of a, a hiatus uh, going into uh, you know, all of that, but I'm actually going and uh, getting started back up. Going to hopefully be recording a show in uh, March and getting things all set and ready for, you know, the upcoming uh, Diablo 4 beta, right, uh, which right. we're all, uh, you know, looking forward to. But yeah, I've been, uh, I've been uh, hosting uh, my own podcast since I think it was like uh, 2013, 2014. I don't even remember now. Uh, it's been so long. Uh, could, and, you know, as well then. as. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. um, I think Soulstone predated your show. Yes, you you guys are because that was actually I think um, I had, I had done a uh, uh, episode two hundred um, a couple of years ago, and someone was like, "Oh, you, you must have like the longest running uh, Diablo podcast." It's like, oh, not even by a stretch, because I think you guys started recording. Uh, oh, I say wow. you guys because the show has had uh, you know uh, multiple hosts over oh, the years. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say you all predated the Westmarch Workshop by at least a year. I think so. Yeah. I think I remember, like, we heard about the show, that your show had started, and we're like, oh, my gosh, there's another Diablo podcast. This is great. <laughs> you know? There's, like, two of them now. There was. There was two yeah. uh-huh, at yeah. that time. Right. Yeah, because I actually remember listening to, you know, to the Shattered Soulstone, and at the time, uh, the Worldstone Keep also had a podcast, which, of course, long long defunct oh wow i don't think i heard of that one uh they were they were small it was like uh four guys and now i'm trying to remember something from you know like 10 years ago because yeah, they, they had started they they had predated diablo 3 because they had started going and ramping up into it uh there was another show at the time the diablo podcast which you can also find me on because um, right. it even though it's not like the the same show but uh 
uh, Flux from uh, Diablo II or Diablo Inc. Gamers um, had started that show back in like 2010, 2011. And that one had been running uh, for quite some time. And I had appeared on that one every once in a while as a uh, a guest, like just as like a, a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like what got me into wanting to like do my own thing uh, because uh, shortly... Shortly before Reaper of Souls, it, you know, that one kind of stopped uh, recording. Flux was moving on to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Xanth uh, ended up, who had also been a guest on the show, but was also a writer for Ink Gamers, ended up uh, picking that show back up. I want to say it was around like 2018 or so. So it, 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 it had kind of like been defunct for uh, quite some time. Brought it back for a couple episodes, and then it, um, you know, fell flat again. But he just recently brought it back last year, and even though I, I'm I'm still just a quote unquote guest on the show, I'm like the unofficial co-host because I've been on I think I like the last like ten episodes I've been on eight of them. Oh wow! So, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so that that's been that's been kind of scratching the the podcast itch for me. Letting someone else handle you know the production and the writing and the editing and uploading. So that. It's a lot easier being a guest on a show than it is doing it yourself. I think it's probably true. Yeah, I know. Like back in the day, uh, Shattered Soulstone started before Diablo three had launched, so we knew it was coming. We didn't know much about it yet, um, and eventually we got into the beta. I think all of us, all four of us at the time, it was me and Nevik and Brasia and Lantonio. I think we all got in and just started playing that little tiny beta over and over again, you know? And we were like so excited and happy and everything. But before that, we were just kind of, you know, talking about our experience playing like, you know, the older games and and stuff like that. And the music that's in Shattered Soulstone actually came from Diablo 2 because we didn't have access to the music to Diablo 3 yet. We didn't even know really what it would be beyond what the beta was showing. So it's been around for that long, like 20, well, maybe 2011? I don't know. 11 years. Yeah. 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 Wow. 12 years. Uh, it's, you know, when you think about it like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really long time. And I've been in and out of the show quite a bit because, it, you know, at first there was four of us and the concept was it was on Dawnforge Network originally that um, Medros mm-hmm. runs. And the thought was if we had four people, then we wouldn't have like uh, a week where no one could do a podcast or something like that, you know? And so we did keep it rolling for a while. And most of the time there was at least a couple of us on the show to, to keep it going. And then after a while, pretty much the rest of the original three stopped uh, recording. And so we brought in a few other people and it just went from there over. And there's been, quite a few hosts over time and some of that time I was the editor from like 2018 to like I think when we started uh, we kind of got the show from Dawn Forge um, to make it into what it is today and here I am you know but Sean and I started podcasting in like 2005 Oh, wow. So quite a bit of experience on that one. A lot, a lot of experience on that one. And it was funny because the first time, you know, he was doing a podcast way back in the day. This is before like iTunes and, you know, the podcasting stuff on on Apple and things like that. And in short, you know, you recorded it and then you sent it out to this thing and you had to like wait for a website to to like upload it for you. And people were listening a little bit. And um, it was really like old school kind of stuff at the time all of the stuff we have now for podcasting didn't really exist yet 
And I remember, you know, I didn't know what it was really. And I, he asked me if I wanted to be on the show and I was so nervous. Like I couldn't, I, it was really hard for me to even talk at the time. And now I don't shut up on podcasts. So it's kind of right. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it can also, you know, like props to you. Cause I know it can be rough, you know, doing a solo show a lot, you know, in order to go through and keep the, the flow going, your, uh, your, your show notes kind of mm-hmm. all blur together. Sometimes you completely forget a bullet point. And it's like, do I go back? Or do I just keep going? Yeah, that is. it can be hard like that. Um, what I do is I kind of collect up a bunch of news items talking about usually the games or whatever's going on at Activision Blizzard and then stick it all in, like, you know, this Never one, this one, this on one. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I had no idea when, you know, when Sean and I started, you know, owning Shattered Soulstone uh, that the thing that would happen that would affect everybody involved with any of, you know, Blizzard or Activision or even King Games would be the thing that we'd have to talk about every week because so much stuff was happening like that, you know? It was really mm-hmm. kind of weird, but it is what it is, you know? And um, I've done other podcasts. I've done solo shows of my own before. Some of them are still haphazardly being done, but I did a show in 2007, I think, and it was called Inside My Head because it was like, here's what I'm going to talk about, and I eventually learned how to edit and to um, bring in music from, you know, way back, <laughs> way back then in 2007, there were bands on different sites that were like, hey, play our music. And then they'd have like someone that would, you know, find you and say, oh, hey, I know you're doing this show. And could you play my, you know, this band's music? And here's, here's some samples and that kind of thing. And so I started doing that and just kind of went from there. And eventually I stopped doing it because I think I just got busy or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that happens. But the other thing was I didn't want it online anymore because I had no idea if I would get like dinged for copyright if it stayed up for years, you know? Yeah. Some of them I had and they got big. So I'm thinking, yeah, you know, somebody's going to come after me for that. So I just took it out. And it was it was a, mostly a music show for a span of time and then whatever I wanted to rant about from my awful job at a bookstore at the time. So, <laughs> I, You know, even though my, my show has always been like Diablo focus, there were mm-hmm. quite a few episodes where it was just me ranting about work. You know, <laughs> it, just, it, it bleeds into it, doesn't it? It does. It's part of your life. You know, you have to like um, make that go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it is it is funny you go through talking about that because that's uh that, that's just how everything has become nowadays. It's all you know like uh, copyright and digital protections. Everything is automated, you know. Mm-hmm. So you say someone will go through and like find it eventually and ding you, and it's not it's not someone. It's you know a bot that's just trolling and listening yep. listening and reading to every single thing. And it's like up oh, this matches some copyright thing. So ding DMCA automated. Yeah, you know, whether 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 you have rights to it or not, mm-hmm. you know, actually go through because that's one of the big things is like a lot. Uh, even if you have like the license to re rebroadcast something, those 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 uh, those bots still will flag things, and you have to go through all the nonsense of going and doing it. If that's why at least I'm thankful, at least on my side, of just keeping everything like you know Blizzard uh, related. That you know they don't, they're not actively going out and hunting down their their own IP stuff since they have that fair use agreement for content creation and such. Yeah, that's a good thing to have. Yeah, but like I used to play like AWOL Nation when they were new, and I'm like somebody will come after me for that today if I had left the shows up, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it's just that kind of thing. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been podcasting forever, basically. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and every time there's a new Diablo podcast, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> there's more of us. Hooray! <laughs> you know? Yay! Yeah. This is this is like the 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 prime time to do it too, right? You mm-hmm. know, Diablo Four is just about to go through, come out. Yeah. It's uh gonna be uh, uh one of the, the the bigger bigger upticks in engagement across the entire franchise you know in quite some time yeah it know, should, it should the be. next you know the next 10 years when diablo 5 comes out right sure of course you know it just it does kind of remind me though back in the day when we were all like waiting to get into the beta for diablo 3 and we we're all so excited and i think there's a lot of people feeling that as well for diablo 4 coming out you know Mm-hmm. soon um it doesn't play on a mac though so i'm kind of like oh, come on <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny because even before you know the uh the proposed acquisition which mm-hmm. is still going through all the right. you know legislative battles and such yep. um overwatch wasn't uh wasn't mac compatible right i was and i think I, ever, I don't know if you were at that blizzcon but i know i was at that one where um they announced it yeah it wasn't going to be on a mac like that was clear right away i'm like oh okay. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i guess they're sliding away from Macs, but i don't know why now obviously the the whole thing would be is like oh well they're owned by microsoft so obviously they're not going to be on a mac but what about eight years ago when they when they you know started uh not going through and producing for mac because right. it's funny because the the overwatch announcement was one of the only BlizzCons that I've ever missed. I've only missed oh, two. Wow. Okay. The fir- yeah, the first one because mm-hmm. I was a poor college student, couldn't afford it, okay. and mm-hmm. we also had just gotten uh, wrecked by uh, Hurricane Wilma. So even if I had purchased oh, tickets for it, wow, I probably wouldn't have gotten there. At the uh, the Fort Lauderdale airport that I was living near was shut down, so there was there was no <laughs> there was no leaving. Oh, um, you know, in that in that time period, mm-hmm. and then the second one was the 2014 for the announcement of Overwatch because I got a kidney stone. I was in the hospital for oh, like eight days. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you bring it up. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But uh, hey, the positive side is is because I was in the hospital for so long, I had grown a beard, uh-huh. uh, and it has never left my face since. So well, there you go. Some positives yeah. there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, there's always a silver lining on everything, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be somehow. You know. Yeah. Some things usually roll. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, uh, going through and talking about the the Diablo 4 beta, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously everybody's looking into, we're only, what, two weeks away? A little over two weeks away? Oh, my gosh. You know, at least true? for, yeah, wow. the uh, 17th. Um, and, you know, obviously that one that one is like the, the quote-unquote uh, early access uh, beta. Mm-hmm. So if you pre-ordered the game, which if you're listening to a Diablo podcast, you probably have. Probably, you know? yeah. I haven't yet because I think I have to do it through Xbox. And I'm just like, how am I going to? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, no that, that that does that does make it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Or hey, there is an alternative. You yeah. can also buy a double down at KFC through an online order and I get did an access hear about code. That. Yeah, I did hear yeah. about that. <laughs> that was a surprise. I, I was not expecting a KFC double down cross promotion. You know uh, that one that one took me a little off guard. Uh, especially because, like, over in like uh, Korea in Japan, they do a lot of cross promotional material with Burger King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen stuff online that looks really weird from Burger King from over there. Uh, yeah, promotions. yeah. The thing yeah. is, there there are spicy jalapeno whoppers <laughs> that they they do it with. You know. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, over here, over here, to be true Americans, we do the uh, we we do the double down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. 
yeah. cardiac trauma and a sandwich. But uh, <laughs> uh, every, then everybody has access on the 24th. We're almost there. We're, yeah. you, know, it, you know, mentioning going through and looking back at eras gone past with uh, Diablo 3, you know, mm -hmm. where you only can fight up to Leoric. This this one's uh, similar. I, I will uh, go through and say I did at least I was lucky enough to get um, uh, uh, early access because we there was a, a press um, event that happened back in December. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to actually play what seems to be uh, this version of the beta that we have coming up because it's the same stuff. It's, you know, Act 1, which is uh, the Fractured Peaks. And up to level 25, which was the same like limitations that we had in the, the the press beta. I don't know if it's one for one going to be exactly the same thing, you know, but it's definitely looking like it. It at least is enough to go through and get your feet wet into it. And unlike you know the issues that Diablo three had, where you literally nothing was tested past Leoric, and you know Diablo three had its fair share of issues right out the gate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that, the that loot was, some was of the too things. hard to find, and then yeah. um, trading was kind of a mess, and then the auction mm -hmm. house thing, and oh my, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, on uh, on Zan's show on the Diablo podcast. We actually recently had done a interview with Jay Wilson talking oh, wow. about some of those uh, the trials and tribulations that they had had. I think it was from back in uh, November, December that we were able to. Uh, I think it was December that we uh, in did an interview with him. Um, we're hoping to do a follow up at um, at some point as well. Where he went through and talked, and they kind of like had an idea that things were not going to play out the way that they had wanted to, but because of the everything that's involved with the development of the game, where you kind of get into this point where you're at like a feature lock, and oh. all you can really do is just like tweak things, and so uh, like some of those realizations going in, you know, even six, nine or six months ahead of time, seeing that there's going to be potentially some problems, well, you're already past the point. That you can do anything about it for launch, and so that's why there was there was a you know rapid fire updates to the games in those first couple of months is mm -hmm. because it had been stuff that they were working on for a, you know months prior, but it couldn't make it into actually physically launching the game. Yeah, well, that I mean that explains a lot of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is he still with Blizzard? I don't think he is. No, he he had left. He he talked about it a little bit because he had left Blizzard right around the time that Reaper had launched. Because oh. after Diablo three had launched, um, they had moved him over, and he, uh, you know, we had, we had never known what it is that he was working on. Uh, we just knew that he was working on something that wasn't Diablo related. But he went through and it, uh, was open telling us that he was working on Project Titan. So he had worked on oh, what eventually okay. became Overwatch. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, and so he had uh, went through, left, he went, um, and one of the things that he had done before games development back in, you know, in the 90s and such, because uh, he's been working on games for a very long time, mm -hmm. uh, was uh, writing. And so he wrote, uh, authored a book, and then he decided, well, I'm going to go back to making games. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of talent then. You can write a book and make games, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be like a, a small little indie uh, development thing. He couldn't talk anything about it, mm -hmm. but uh, hopefully we'll have more details on what he's going through and working on sometime soon. That'd be kind of neat to know about. I'm sure if he's, you know, whatever he's doing, I'm sure it'll reach the light of day eventually. Yeah, I mean, that was that was all, you know, definitely one of the, the, the hallmarks of uh, the Diablo 3 launch was, you know, well, nothing got tested. Mm -hmm. You know, because you only were able to go up to Leoric, and obviously things things were things were even worse than they had expected. They knew that there was going to be some there was going to be some problems and such, 
but it ended up being the way that items in the real money auction house all interacted together to force people into playing, you know, the the stock market simulator as opposed to Diablo three itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, were issues that came up afterwards. But with Diablo four, uh, you know, we we know that there was an in game beta. You know, prior to you know what I played in the uh, the the press the, the press beta mm-hmm. that was only up to level twenty five. That other people were playing in an in game beta that actually got to test the in game systems and such. So there at least there was a lot more hands and eyes on the the full package of the game. Uh, you know, compared to what we had with uh, D three. Right, yeah, because you don't want you don't want that to happen again. The whole thing where it's like, oh, I can't get enough loot and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I guess they planned ahead pretty well on this one. Then the new one coming up, we're hoping. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to understand though. Like, is it gonna have like the Game Pass kind of thing, like um, Microsoft does with a lot of their games? I don't know if Diablo Four has one of those or not. Or I haven't really read a lot about it. Probably not a lot to read about it yet, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I know that there's so like the the Microsoft Game Pass mm-hmm. or like a, like a, or like a Battle Pass. Oh, I think I mean the Battle Pass. Okay. Yeah, because I know we don't know what exactly the Battle Pass is going to look like. Besides that, we'll have cosmetics, you know, in mm-hmm. some. Those apparently there'll be like um, experience or leveling boosts that are in it that are always on the free track, so you don't have to pay anything, uh, and they're also level locked, so you can't just buy ahead to that unlock and get the experience boost and then outpace other people. It unlocks at the same point for everybody. Well, that, that works, I guess. Yeah, it depends. But yeah. like some of this just makes me kind of flashback to when Diablo Immortal came out, and it was like, oh, you have this whole track you have to do, and and you know you had people that were outpacing and spending a bunch of money and stuff like that. And um, I'm just hoping they learned as a you know as developers, like, okay, we can't have this happen in Diablo Four, or we're gonna lose everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping. You know, despite everything that Blizzard has had to say that that is definitely not going to be the case, it's not, you know, they haven't phrased it as such, mm-hmm. uh, that it's not going to be immortal, but they're going through and saying that there's, you know, there's not going to be any pay for power, uh, you know, any anything that would uh, have any type of benefit, such as the experience boost has, you know, uh, hard locked requirements that you have to progress a certain amount in the game in order to do it. So that way you can't just, you know, buy it ahead and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, if you I mean, if you take a look at any of the Diablo subreddits, that question still comes up multiple times uh, a week, if not at least like once a day. You know, is you know, are they gonna are they gonna allow you know pay for power? Everybody is very hesitant uh, mm-hmm. about uh, the battle pass system. Other there are you know some. You know, other ways of looking at it, such as like the way of Call of Duty does it, you know, which is another Activision title mm-hmm. where it is really it's all just cosmetics, though it also does give you um, premium currency. So I believe the way that it was explained to me, because I don't play Call of Duty, is mm-hmm. that if you if you buy the premium battle pass for Call of Duty and you you complete it at the the end of its uh, season, uh, which I think it was that uh, they have stated in the last developer uh interview back in december uh, that a diablo 4 season is going to be three months it's kind of hard locked at three months wow okay uh which which again lines up with what um i've been told of a call of duty season is also three months that if you complete the full battle pass it gives you enough premium currency back to buy next season's battle pass oh okay 
So it's kind of like one of those ones you just you pay for one battle pass and then you get all those other cosmetics essentially for free. And the only time that that isn't the case and you have to repurchase it is if they come out with a you know a non battle pass cosmetic that you want to purchase. That you can use that premium currency from the battle pass to buy it if you want. Oh, that I guess works. You know, I'm not sure that the entire gaming community that would be playing Diablo games really wants a battle pass. It feels kind of weird. Yeah, the the sentiment uh, from the the dedicated hardcore Diablo community is, you know, I guess hesitant to spin it positively and are you know outrightly distrustful. Uh, to to put it, uh, you know, I guess a bit more negatively, mm-hmm. especially just given, especially you know, with Diablo Immortal, where you do purchase power uh, mm-hmm. by getting the the game pass. You know, you're not getting you're not getting items per se, but you're getting you know legendary crests, you're getting legendary gems, you're getting all these things that you can just spend money on, and that equates to actual power within the game itself. And that that's what people are all going back to. Is this going to be the same way for Diablo 4? Even though a lot of people um, are just like, okay, Diablo Immortal is a mo- mobile game. That's the the industry standard for mobile games. I'm not going to play it. I don't like it, but I at least can acknowledge it for like what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, full disclosure, I still play Diablo Immortal, and I do pay for the monthly battle pass. Uh, you know, because I, I I at least gives uh, I get my enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. But for Diablo 4, you know, that's that's the one where well, everyone is like, well, this is my game and I don't want pay for power in it. I don't want any of that type of stuff. But it, it's also kind of funny to me that people were like, I don't want anybody to be able to pay for power, but I'm okay with trading. You know, I, I want to be able I want to be able to trade so that way I can, you know, work my way into a not pay for power that's trading for power type uh, situation. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, trading goes back to Diablo 2, I think. Uh, it goes back to Diablo 1. Oh. Trading's been in the game since, yeah, the since the first one. Okay, I guess I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's because there was, yeah, the, the first two games, there really wasn't any type of, like, quest items in Diablo 2, but yeah, it was like, the, the, there was there was no, like, this item is bound to me and can't be traded. Yeah, I guess I didn't know with Diablo 1 because I was playing solo the whole time, so I wouldn't have known that yeah. I could trade to anyone, you know? Spoilers, and this will revoke my Diablo uh, uh, credit, that I uh, I did not like Diablo 1. Well, it's okay. You don't have to, you know? Yeah. Although, I, I played it on the PlayStation. I didn't have a PC that was really capable of playing it at the when it had come out, so I, I played the PS1 version, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, what the hell is this? Nah. And then, you know, the... Uh, couple years later and then i actually have a decent pc and i'm the starcraft fiend uh and then a friend of mine got me into playing diablo 2 because it's just like diablo 2 i remember playing that on the playstation i i I don't i didn't really like it it's like but it's the same people that make starcraft oh really that's that's them okay i'll i'll try it and (laughs) here i am you know Mm -hmm. on a with my own diablo podcast right some you know 23 odd years later yeah, the yeah. games are the the gateway drug to podcasts about the games. You know, <laughs> <That kind of laughs> I thing. have opinions, mm, yeah. and people are going to listen to them. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. I played Diablo one when it was new, like pretty new. I had a PC computer at the time that the guy I was dating made for me out of parts from his IT uh, job, <laughs> and um, it worked pretty well for a while. But then when Diablo two came out, it was like not gonna the computer was not well enough to handle that at all so i didn't get to play diablo 2 until it got to xbox 
Uh, I, uh, what was it? Uh, for Diablo for Diablo 2, I remember going through and playing it. Lord of Destruction had come out. I think it was like patch 1.09 when, you know, they, they added in the synergy bonuses to the skills. And at that point in time, I was uh, in college. I was, uh, you know, I had uh, two other roommates. And we would take turns on the, the dial-up internet. Oh, um, wow, in order to yeah. log into Battle.net, you yeah. Know? So we all had a we had a we had our single player character that we played on our own PCs, and then we had a uh, you know our Battle.net character, and we could never actually like play with one another, you know, online. Uh, and I think it, it took like another like year. It was like 2004 before we got um, broadband internet. That sounds like and so that we could actually all. Yeah, all play at the same time. I, I remember it was also at that time I got myself uh, like a Radeon 9800. I installed that, and then all of a sudden the game just changed fundamentally. The curses had a lighting effect because I was <laughs> when I was playing is like I would cast curse and it would just put the little icon above the monsters. And then I installed that graphics card, and I, I still remember to this day like I would cast cursed, and then all of a sudden it would light up the dungeon around it and it's like my mind is blown you can do that in a video game wow yeah i've um started doing a lot of like different ttrpg games like we've been playing uh well one group's doing dungeons and dragons still despite the controversy i don't know if you play any of those or have any idea about that but um yeah no i've uh i've uh i've seen it you know the the nerd culture you know has a that is a that is a very uh deep venn diagram of uh you know overlaps and such Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so yeah i've seen it mm -hmm. yeah the whole thing changed with i'm just in short dungeons and dragons changed something that was not uh, something that people wanted changed and so right now we have two campaigns that go every other saturday and we're just trying to finish up those in D&D, but we're also exploring like Pathfinder and Cypher and all these other things like that. And the other server I'm in, uh, we've been doing video for um, Vampire the Masquerade and Prowlers and Paragons, which is a superhero or supervillain game, however you want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, different one-offs where uh, the goal is to not die, but you're probably going to die, you know? <laughs> Um, there's <laughs> yeah. there's a t- TTRPG called When the End Comes that uh, a woman named Sandra C- Catherine or some, something close to that. She's in the Netherlands, and she's the writer of the game. So she ran it for a group of us a while back, and then she's going to be a player in it, and we're doing it again with someone else running it. So that was really fun. cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's on itch.io.com or itch.io. Uh, yeah, you can get it from there and, and run it real quick, and it's usually pretty short and there's not a whole lot of like like with Dungeons and Dragons you know you got to fill out this whole character sheet of what your character has and can do and what this does and you know, stuff like that but with this one it's it's really quick because the the point is all of the players are um you know they're they're very like there's just a small bit of information about them and they're carrying like maybe three things and there's a killer somewhere among the group outside of the players and you want to be like the last one standing if you can, you know, kind of thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It, so yeah. it is, mm-hmm. and it's you, designed entirely for like, uh, um, like one shots. Yeah, it is. And if your character dies, you get to be a ghost, and you can choose if you want to uh, help 
your fellow players or cause them harm. And if things last too long, you go into a cycle called torment, where I guess you're just evil. We never got there, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it was it's interesting. So we'll be playing that fairly soon, and a bunch of other things, and it's really fun. Like I never knew. Like I yeah, I don't normally like to be on camera, you know. But for this, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to be on camera. Fine, you know. <laughs> and I've gotten used to it a little bit. My group used to be like really big into D and D, mm -hmm. um, but uh, a lot of us have played like a lot of other systems and such. But mm -hmm. like half half the group, D and D, like fifth edition was like their very first uh, TTRPG. Oh wow! Uh, and yeah, uh, and some of us have had experiences. You know, I've 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 only played a couple, but like our, our forever DM, uh, my my buddy, my best man Derek. You know, he's played a lot of like the World of Darkness series and a whole bunch of other things, and we all have like our own personal preferences and such but um yeah i, I have to say we're, i'm actually currently in a call of cthulhu campaign right now we're gonna be running one of those too <laughs> yeah and that, that system's so much fun yeah, yeah. that's that system's so much fun i think my favorite though is the uh old legend of the five rings uh system which is it's it's very similar to world of darkness because it's a it's a d10 uh system okay but it's uh it's a little it's like a, a little bit different in how it goes about the mechanics uh, without turning this into a Legend of the Five Rings because there is a, a current Legend of the Five Rings that's done by Fantasy Flight Games and they they changed the system to match you know their other like their the Star Wars um, tabletop game oh, that they okay. had done and such. So if you know how to play one you kind of know how to play the other that kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah uh, but it's uh, I forget who the the developer was it's been it's been it's kind of like been defunct for a while now uh but uh that was that was my i think it was the uh lord of the rings or not lord of the rings legend of the five rings third edition was the one uh that we really enjoyed playing that i think we're working on a, one of one of our uh people is working on getting a uh a campaign together so that we can go through and play that again oh neat that's always fun <laughs> when you have like this thing you really want to do and you haven't played it in a while it's that's always good you know yeah. Yeah. With D and D, I started with version three or something like that. Had no idea what I was doing. Same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we went into four at some point, and I cannot remember if it was three or four, where if you wanted to play a female character, you had all these like disability to whatever your skills were. Like if you're playing a barbarian or something, I don't remember what I was playing back then, but the guy next to you who's playing a barbarian has all of his stats as they should be, but you're a girl, so it was literally written into the system that you're going to have a harder time. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then 5e came up and kind of fixed that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I so I never played fourth, so I can't speak to that mm -hmm. one. But uh, that that definitely was not the case in third. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't know why. Or three point five for that matter. Yeah, I, I don't know why we switched from one to the other or, or what, but um, we were all in college and didn't have a lot of time to play. So who knows? You know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely especially you know um, you really only back then. I mean, you really only had. What their White Wolf had mm -hmm. a, a couple of systems for their their World of Darkness, you know. You, you, so you did have Vampire the Masquerade, and I think like Mage and um, Werewolf. At the time. Werewolf was yeah, one Werewolf. We're gonna yeah. be doing one of those too eventually. <laughs> so our forever DM, I think one of his favorite systems is actually Changeling. I've heard of it. I don't know much about it, but I know it's the same. It's the same system type kind of thing. You same get you company. get kidnapped by a bunch of Fey. Uh, and you're so you get tortured there for a while, and you uh, manage to escape. But you, uh, you know, 
what is left of your humanity gets you know left in the the the, the briar patch you know kind of like the metaphysical like wall that you have to escape through to get oh, back okay. into the real world okay and so now you've been changed you're not a human anymore you're you're something different a changeling um and the fave replaced you so there's you know like a simulacrum of you that's living that's been living your life you know for the whole time that you've been imprisoned so you can't you can't just so you can't even just go back to your life well you can you know but there's so there's different ways of going through and playing that do you just embrace what you are or do you go do you go back in and try to uh take your life back that's interesting i didn't i didn't know anything about that game i know it's the same like company basically but yeah, yeah and wow. you know how like all of the yeah you know, all of the the games have like different things you know where like werewolves are just like stupid overpowered mm-hmm. you know and and you know, uh, and then vampires are slightly less uh, overpowered and such and so it's definitely going down the um the the, the chain so you know where it's like even though it's like the same game system mm-hmm. as you know werewolf or mage or vampire uh yeah you you don't play at the level of those those beings and such you know you're still just kind of like mostly human but not mm-hmm. yeah well that makes sense it fits in their like world of how they're creating those types of games yeah so, yeah i mean why not i uh played werewolf way back in the day like once i think and for some reason um like we had a bunch of people living in the same apartment probably shouldn't have but we did <laughs> and um <laughs> They wanted to do like a cosplay thing and, uh, <laughs> you know, this kind of thing. I'm like, really? Y'all want to do that? Okay, fine. You know, and it didn't really last long because we didn't have a lot of time because, again, college students, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think we just kind of, we didn't have any time to pick that back up. And after that, but it was a little weird doing it that way at the time. We were just inside the apartment. We weren't like off in a field or something, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just kind of like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> LARPing in the living room. It just mm-hmm. makes everybody feel uncomfortable. It was weird. I mean, yeah. And we did play some, uh, um, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons like that, but it wasn't as much like LARPing, you know, like I think one time we had like this one ring or something that was like meaningful for some reason. I can't remember now, but that was about it. You know, Well, the one ring typically does have meaning. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, it, I can't remember what it did at the time, but we were all tired from being in college, you know? (laughs) So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, and there, I guess there really is an overlap between people who play like video games and people who play like TTRPGs, you know. Yeah, I'm, and and so my my main hobby outside of like Diablo is actually uh, Warhammer, so right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like tabletop war games and such, and there is a huge level of overlap uh, in in that respect. So many people that I know uh, that are obvious that are into like gaming are also into like Warhammer, and that that has its own kind of like. Uh, renaissance going on right now, a huge uh, resurgence of like Warhammer all across the world and such. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, a bunch of the Diablo developers all also play Warhammer, and uh, it's really funny because uh, well, Jay Wilson, you know, uh, he was the game uh, director for Dawn of War, which is one of the most critically acclaimed and successful Warhammer video games from back in like 2000. I didn't even know they had that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah so he ha- he has this connection not just to, to Diablo but to Warhammer. And I actually um, so uh, Dreadscythe, another you know kind of like uh, a prominent personality within the Diablo community, right, right. got me a commissioned uh, model that uh, Jay Wilson painted. So wow. I 
Yeah, I have a, a Warhammer model painted by Jay Wilson. So it's the ultimate, like, you know, peak of my nerddom that, you know, encompasses, <laughs> you know, uh, all of my uh, top 10, you know, type thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's Warhammer, it's Diablo, all in one model. It's great. It's there. But, um, <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that, like, we've moved on from, like, oh, being a nerd is weird to, like, no, it's great. Look at all of us. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, I remember back in the day when um, a lot of the really, what would be considered really old consoles and stuff like that came out. I remember mm-hmm. that, like, my friend's parents had them so that their kids could play with it. And whichever system it was didn't really matter. But if it was a friend of mine that was a girl, she would invite me over to play and then be like, don't tell anyone I play video games because it was, like, such a stigma. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't care if you play video games. She's like, well, other people do. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, and then I went to another friend's house and it was the same story. And I'm like, y'all got to just grow, you know, if you all just admitted to one another that you played video games and you You'd have a whole matter, group of girls right? that would be playing video games together. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Every, mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, every time that, you know, you know, Crash Bandicoot to Spyro commercial comes up, everybody has to, like, go through and, like, roll their eyes, like, oh, video games, mm-hmm. secretly being like, I can't wait to get home and play it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and that was the other interesting thing to me, though, was that, like, um, I figured out I was non-binary in 2000, like, during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Greetings, soul stoners. It's likely that Jen meant to say here either 21 or 2022, not... 2000. And so all the stuff I look back on, like, why do you care what they think about if you're playing video games? I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, because <laughs> I don't yeah. identify as either male or female. So, and I just didn't have the words for it until 2000. But now I look back and I'm like, that's why they're like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of strange. But anyway, and I've, I've, over uh, just through the internet i've like met other people that are non-binary and it's like oh hey i'm not the only one that's cool so there are dozens of us there's lots yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. quite a few some people actually put their pronouns in their social media and stuff like that yeah no i mean it's also one of those ones that's just you know going through and doing that has just become the 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 norm nowadays Mm -hmm. you know going through putting your in your pronouns and some some for some reason People still have an issue with it. Like I just, I'm just, you know, uh, that was one of those ones that always uh, I, I I couldn't wrap my head around because it's like, well, how do I know what to call them? You know, it's like, well, they put their pronouns in their profile, and then you made fun of them for having pronouns. Then now you're using it as a counterpoint to not being able to say what they are. So make up your mind. Yeah, it's I I think there's a lot of people out there that just are grumpy and need something to pick on or someone to pick on, you know, I think that's all it is because honestly, like if you don't care about what pronouns people have, and this is like some stranger on the internet you've never interacted with, like just move on, you know? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like one of those ones where it's like, just say my bad. And then you, you know, there's like, I've never, you know, I, I actually have uh, 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 quite a few like uh, transgender friends and such. Mm-hmm, and it's like literally, it's like literally one of those ones where it's just like, you know, if you use the wrong pronoun, especially when, you know, they, if they, they just come out or in the process of um, mm-hmm. transitioning, you know, uh, some, some of my friends, like, I, I remember there was one, like, I, I, I worked with her for like four years. Mm hmm. 
you know, and, you know, so seeing her like literally every day, you know, as one name and then she, you know, goes through, comes out and says that, well, this is who I really am. Uh, and then it's like, OK, good for you. I'm, you know, I'm sorry if I, you know, call you he, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just because breaking four years of, of how you go about it. She never had a problem with it, you know. Eventually, it, it you know, I was able to, uh, you know, fix those associative memories and such. But they, I've never seen anyone get mad at an honest mistake, you know. Yeah, that's that's the difference, you know. I mean, yeah, people are going to screw it up sometimes, and sometimes I just I just roll with it, you know. But um, mm-hmm. it's different when like some stranger on the internet like randomly finds you and starts a rant, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, they're always out there looking for it. It makes them angry, but they're they're always searching. Yeah, well, rage is their drug, I guess. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, yeah, that's that's their yeah. thing. That's sad. What a sad way to live, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> and I remember, like, just I don't know how long ago, um, on Shattered Soulstone, there was like this survey, I guess that. Activision Blizzard had done about like how many women are there, how many men are there, how many people of color are there, how many non-binary people are there, and they're like, okay, we're gonna total all this up and we're gonna come back to you, and they like erased the non-binary group entirely from it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, what? (laughs) You know? I remember talking about that on the show, like, and what we don't exist at all now. What is this? You know, it wasn't even like a footnote saying, "Well, there wasn't enough of them." It's like, well, you you just said you <laughs> just... were going to include everybody, and then you didn't. <laughs> you know, it's just weird. Like, it's weird. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird. I mean, like, I think when anyone comes out, I think it's like things are weird for a while. You know. Uh, especially just with how. Um you know, argumentative, you know, the, mm-hmm. the internet is nowadays. It's, it's not about having a point. It's about telling someone else that their point is wrong. Yeah. Know? I see a lot it's of that. Very, very, very uh, polarizing. Yeah. Contrarian. It I is. think is more that I'm looking oh, for. Oh, that's yeah. a good word for it. Yeah. I think that's what it is with a lot of people, you know, and the bigger mm-hmm. a social media site site gets the more likely that kind of thing is going to happen. Like I'm on Mastodon on a, a server there and it's really not it's really nice <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so it just depends on where you are but we um there's a lot of people that are somewhere within lgbtq all over mastodon you know because <laughs> it's just a mm-hmm. safer place to be for the most part depending on where you go there are some there are some that you should yeah. never touch but yeah but yeah i don't i don't get mad if people you know call me she instead because they don't know you know yeah, it's different when people like know about it and then screw it up and move. It just like it doesn't even occur to them, you know, that they screwed it up. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you don't mean it, so okay. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like, like, what if what if I knew what non-binary was when I was like twelve or something? Like, that would be a big difference between, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been worse back then to have to deal with all that but now it's like you know you can turn off the internet you can't like turn off your friends at school or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah no definitely definitely i can see that going through and being an issue because you know and you know in the 90s that was still you know like well you just keep that to yourself yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it would have been that kind of thing yeah i mean i think i don't know like 90s i think people were just starting to understand that some people aren't straight you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think there was very limited information we could access to kind of figure out where we fit, you know? Yeah. 
trying to, you know, just especially I think it was like in the in the nineties, it was more about just trying to make it through the day. Yeah, you know. Very and much it so. just like Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, being being at that point being gay had just become like I wouldn't even say acceptable, you know, but it's like it wasn't a drug, you know, it wasn't a negative, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. So you could you you were allowed to be gay. You know, we won't really accept it, but you're allowed to be gay, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, that was it. 90s were weird, man. I mean, I remember working three jobs and going to college at the same time. I was tired all the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was just get by. <laughs> I, I was just, a, I was just, a, I'm a millennial, so I was just a student through the 90s. Yeah, I think I'm older than most of the people that are doing, you know, gaming podcasts right now. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's funny because it gets it get the. It almost seems as if as, uh, as we continue to as we continue to grow older, the average age gets younger. You know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like a whole new generation is up, and you know. They outnumber us or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're you know they're they're uh, and also you know they're allowed to outnumber us mm-hmm. as, as you know as we kind of like as we started this you know this whole tangent you know of uh, you know of, uh, 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 like nerd culture and acceptability and all those other types of stuff. It was mm-hmm. just it was definitely different you know uh, back then. You were and you were talking about you know girls mm-hmm. being you know secretive about playing games. Well, yeah. even me as a guy, I remember I was I was kind of like the. Uh, you know, you know the the pseudo outcast. I was the you know the the nerdy kid, and you know while other people wanted to go out and you know like play kickball and stuff like that, I just wanted to wanted to sit at home and you know play Turtles Tournament Fighters, you know on the <laughs> uh, the the SNES and Final Fantasy VI and stuff like that. And so other people, you know, even looked at me as kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's like yeah, it's cool to play games, but you play games too much. Oh, I think you know <laughs> people still tell me I play games too much, but you know. Yeah, well, you know, if, you, if it makes you happy, there's really no harm in it, you know. That's that's uh, that's the long and the short of it, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you know, if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody else, you do you. Like, yeah. go on. Exactly. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah, I am yeah. old enough to remember when there were like arcades with consoles and quarters. You know. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was um, yeah. probably about ten or something, I guess, and I used to go to the arcade and. At the time, um, since you're younger than me, maybe you don't have this context. People listening might or might not. But if you wanted to play a certain game on a console, you put one of your quarters up there, and somehow we all kept in, in mind whose quarter was next. You know? Yeah. So that when your character, you know, when you died or whatever, then the next kid could come up and do it. And I remember this one time, this kid, this boy, pushed me out of the way when it was my turn. And like three other guys were like, hey, it's her turn. Let her have a turn. And he just wouldn't do it. And so I stomped on the inseam of his foot and that ended his game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I had a little bit of rage going on back then. I <laughs> probably still do. <laughs> you know? That, that, you know, that, that's just, that's just peak gamer energy right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and nobody messed with me after that, so it worked. It just takes one. Yeah. It just takes one. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, I'm tiny. I'm 5'3". I never got bigger than that, (laughs) you know, so, (laughs) you know. But that was gaming back in the day when, when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I, I I do remember arcades, though. I, I guess you know when I started going to arcades, most people were transitioning to the, the home system. So I never I knew the social order of leaving like the quarter, mm-hmm. you know, there. But 
uh, I had never, I've never witnessed it, you know. And nowadays, there are still like arcades and stuff, but they're all, you know, the, you just have a swipe card. You know, mm-hmm. you you load, you load money onto uh, like a little, you know, credit card type thing in order to go and uh, play games. Uh, so that doesn't even exist. And also, it's like there is a there is like a local arcade uh, over uh, here by me, but it's almost all like the ticket games. You know, oh, okay. there's not really, yeah, there's not really much on the the you know the game game side, and they're all uh, what is it playing like tic tac toe or four in a row, uh, connect four, you know, oh, in okay. order to win tickets and stuff <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. There's one that actually just opened in the mall at the theater that I work at, and it is like I think that they they have a room in the back called the retro corner that actually has like what would, we would consider arcade games. And then literally everything else is just a ticketing game, you know, in order to try and win prizes. And so it's like, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have area 51, which is like, you know, my favorite arcade game. I think of I've all time. heard of that, but I don't know if I've played it. Uh, it's a, it's a very, very old uh, shooter game. Like it's a, a rail shooter. I remember the one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like you could play King Kong, like breaking buildings, and there's like two other. Oh, uh, Rampage? Yeah, that's it. That, yeah. one, that one was fun. And I played a lot of Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man, depending on what was in the arcade at the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galaga is another favorite of mine. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that arcade has Galaga, but it is like, it's, uh, it's like a, a, a five foot by 15 foot screen. And it, it's, you know, it's different, you know, because you have, like, an actual, like, gun to shoot things with. Oh, neat. <laughs> you know, instead of having the, the actual controls, you know, so it's it's not it's not the same. Yeah. So we've been on for about an hour. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we end the show? No, I, I you know, it's a, again, thank you for going through having me on. I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, I want to say we maybe spent about 10 minutes talking about Diablo. Um, it's okay though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes when I have a guest on, it's more about like the guest, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's okay. Congratulations on reaching 400 episodes. Thank you. It wasn't just me. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch of hosts behind me that contributed to this, you know, overall. But to keep it going, yeah, um, 400 is a big number for a podcast. That's a very big number. Yeah. Was, you know, um, and you know, here's here's to uh, you know another. Gosh, what you said that you started in like 2011. Something Another, like that. I so think it was because I think Diablo three came out in 2012. And, 2012. Yeah, yeah. and we were waiting for the beta, you know. So it was probably 2011. Yeah. Yeah, and so here, you know, here's to uh, you know another another twelve years, and also here's to anybody that is out there that might be listening that wants to start their own show, mm-hmm. you know, right right before the beta of uh, the the next Diablo game. It's it's fun. Yeah, you, know, you have to go through, you know, just talk about the game, everything around it. Obviously, this is kind of like a, a darker period in um, Activision Blizzard's, you know, uh, you know, timeline uh, with everything that's going on over there. Uh, I'd be, I'd be remiss without you know, one of the big things on like my show is I always talk about, you know, like the ongoing, you know, uh, sexual harassment, sexual mm. discrimination lawsuit that's going on over yeah. there, and also just like the recent comments, you know, from the the leadership at Blizzard, you know. Trying to say, well, hey, the executives are hurting too. Like, yeah, oh, wow. as they yeah. cry, as like, yeah, they that cry was... into their their bundles of money. Exactly, that was so tone deaf to do. You know, yeah. like, oh yeah, we're getting hurt too, but we make so much more than you guys do, so it doesn't matter. You know, that kind of thing. It's just, yeah, uh, yeah. But 
Yeah, yeah, I agree that like the best time to start a Diablo podcast is right before a game is going to come out because you get a lot of people interested going, oh, I wonder what they know about it and what have they seen? Did they get into the beta and all this kind of stuff? And eventually there'll be more news about different pieces of it you can bring into your show. So it's a good time to start now if you want to do that for D4. And uh, you know, it's I, I have uh, I have a, a you know a lot of friends uh, you know over there at Blizzard you know and I want to, I want to continue to support them and the developers mm-hmm. you know it's like the people that are making the game aren't the uh, aren't the assholes right uh, oh exactly um, yeah they're not know, the problem <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. and there's been like a couple of different groups that have unionized within Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard and you know if you have more than one group doing the unionization you know that things aren't going very well <laughs> over there yep. you know it's just kind of a sign that that's you know that's how things are um if you don't need a union your company's wonderful you know that kind of thing but from sean sean wants to know if you had any uh websites or whatever to plug before the show ends oh um yeah uh you can find you can find me over at twitter i'm uh, at nine ball gamer uh on twitter is the best place to find me uh if you just search for the west march workshop you know uh, i haven't recorded an episode in a while but there should be some more episodes going through coming soon uh, otherwise, uh, if you go through and you check out Pure Diablo's Diablo podcast, even though, again, I'm like the unofficial co-host, uh, you can find me over there as well. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about video games with me. This is really fun. It was my pleasure. And we'll have you on again sometime, you know? I'd look forward to it. If, we, if, if it works out, I hope so, you know. All right. I'm going to close the show. You have been listening to episode 400 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening. Thank you.